And welcome to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, good morning. It's Stephanie March. And we are here with a great show planned for you today. Happy Cinco de Mayo! Cinco de Mayo. Derby Day. Derby Day. And let's just, I mean, is this (laughs) the best Saturday ever? Isn't it going to be like 85 degrees? I don't really understand what the day's going to hold as far as weather goes. It's a little bit cloudy. Are they thinking um, but rain, it's maybe? Nice. There's a little bit rain forecast for this evening, but I think we're going to be safe. Okay. Um, I okay. do want to warn everybody that as you are planning to get around today, do check the road closures. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly didn't make it in today because of the fact that I forgot that 94 was all jammed up. So you have a lot of detours. That's all I'm saying. Just be prepared. For like three weekends, I think. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. Also, I drove through East Hennepin, you know, to kind of scoot up. I went through the city and then I went up East Hennepin. Those guys have... In front of like Bardo and Kromarchik's, they're down to one lane on that whole road. So it is just a nightmare. And the best news about that, I've heard that's going to be happening all summer. And I'm working on Stone Arch Festival, which is in June, which starts like the closures at Hennepin and all the way down Main Street. That would be a real pinch point. Oh, darn it. And, you know, we're trying to get in artists and I wonder if the city does, like, do they give tax breaks for those businesses knowing that they're not going to have... Please. I'm just hoping. Please. This was yesterday was the... you need to call up my buddy Jacob Fry and find out. Yeah. Yesterday (laughs) was the opening of the uh, farmer's market on Nicollet Mall after three years. I'm pretty sure those businesses did not get tax breaks. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. I know. Super politically savvy Stephanie and Stephanie going to town. We do have a good show today. We're going to do a Mill City Farmer's Market preview, which I'm always excited about the new vendors that they have there. Did you you visit anybody or do you just have a list? No, I have a list and our friend Emily Paul is going to come in and talk about that. And then they have news too because they are expanding their market to Tuesday nights at Common Ground or Common, the Commons Park. the Commons. I always want to call it Common Grounds and that's a coffee shop. Nope. The Commons, which is right in front of U.S. Bank Stadium, a gorgeous plot of land that in the city is like a park in the city. Because if you think about it, I mean, and we have a lot of parks. We do. But like downtown. We don't. I have three turkeys wandering around 11th and Harmon that I think maybe make their way over at Loring Park. Or yeah, Hope I our think they're part of laughing. Loring Park. And I keep Instagramming them. I just call them urban turkeys. Like one day he was literally trying to get into the door of our building. Yeah. Just standing there waiting. I'm like, OK, you can't come in. Yeah. There's no. no room for turkeys. Here. I have a rogue turkey in my backyard. She's just she or he. I haven't quite seen enough because you know you can tell by the there's like a feather tuft on the front, and that's whether it's a he or she. Yes, and so I do know that do because know that? we the one I saw one at the University of Minnesota. I was going to the hospital for my checkup, and right at what is that road here on? There's yeah, a confused turkey over. with the man. Yeah. Tuft. Fluffy thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have the one tuft. that's just like walking around the backyard, just hanging out. Since we started out with the animal news. Okay. Uh, let me uh, just, the poor, so I have a dog who's a wonderful dog who's like 13. She's yeah. getting old. And uh, we took her to a friend's farm last weekend and then we went on this like nature walk and she found a porcupine. Oh my God. Yes. And had... She we she's kind of deaf and kind of blind, so we sort of try to keep her in front of us so we can see her. And she got away from us, and I looked back, and she was like hobbling, trying to get towards me on three legs because she had one leg fully fully quilled, wow. a foot, and then her, the bottom of her face. Oh, it was very sad. Oh my goodness, 
And she was like so scared. I know. But we pulled him out. That dog's old. <laughs> I'm just going to say, your dog was old when I met you 11 years ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's oh, kind of yeah, old. that dog and is I, old. Like, oh, my God, you still have the same dog. The funniest thing about her is, like, we walk her all the time. Yeah. And she runs. And, I mean, we do a lot of stuff outside with her. Yeah. and. You do, so you do. She's in really great shape. I, know. I don't know what kind of magic you've done. She might be senile. We don't know. She, we don't know. She but she literally, <laughs> like physically, just is in great shape. Yeah, I had a. I was having a drink on my patio with one of my friends last night, uh, soccer moms, who she had like come over. She dropped her kid off for practice at the school, came to my patio to have some wine, and she left her dog in the car. And the dog was barking. We could hear it in the front. Yeah. And the dog was barking, but it wasn't a big deal. And then all of a sudden, the dog walks around the side oh, yeah. of the house, and she's like, "How did that? That window was so small." Open. My dog opens the door. Yeah. She's opened four separate car doors. Oh my god. She's opened a minivan door. And you know how heavy those are. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah, she amazing. is. We uh, she is not to be trusted in the car. And each car has like little scratch marks by the yeah. door. She gets her little finger, finger in, there in there and opens her it. Little toe. All right. So All right. I'm glad that we've had we've had our morning morning uh, yeah. morning dog chat. Um, we have a lot of things to talk about today. Did you eat good places I this did. week? Because I, I think you, you did. I was going to tell you, I went to the Bungalow Club. I That is the old craftsman, which we'll yes. soon stop calling it that. But. I know. I think it just needs to be a couple more. I think that it's a worthy thing to call it the craftsman because it's finally back to being something important and significant like the craftsman. It has languished and been weird and, you know. And I just, it is such a beautiful space. They have the best, like, hidden little patio. Mm-hmm. It's right off of the river over on Lake Street there in on the Minneapolis side. So it's really not far from St. Paul at yeah. all. It's, long, it's Yeah, it's right over the river, Longfellow. Um, it's just, it's it was really nice. Andrew Kraft is the chef who took it over, and he is, uh, you know, he was at Grand Cafe for a long time. He's been around. He's And so this is his first venture. Um, you know, on his own with some partners. And I just, he, uh, I, I don't know. It's interesting. They're still obviously getting their kinks worked out, but we, I went and sat down at the bar and waited for my dining partners. And it was like friendly and just chatty bartenders who yep. were nice. And I didn't know them. They're not friends of mine. And so then we got to the table and we sat down and just, it was a really comfortable, casual, great neighborhood experience. And we did the feast for the table, which is one of, I'm excited I don't about know why. This. I think this is a thing that's happening more. It's sort of the answer to the small plates thing because, and I know that you have this feeling of like when they say they're shareable plates and you're like, there's two bites. Yes. And that means if us. you're with four people, you each get a half a bite. Yeah. Yes. Of that one piece of shrimp. Yes. And that truly is probably the biggest misconception about share plates when they do those. But these really are... That the, and do they always say it like that? Do they go, share yeah. plates? Share plates. <laughs> share plates. Here are some share plates. But they do say, they do, you know, so the idea was like you, each person plunks down 50 bucks. The kitchen kind of decides what to send out, which is also a moment of like, oh, great. Just go ahead. Like, I don't have to think about it. I think this is... A brilliant idea. Yeah. I would order like that all the time. Yeah. I wouldn't, I will, as I, I would do that like I did for an opening salvo, if you will, like an opening moment of like, wow, this is what they do. This yeah. was a great spread. They also sent out the things that maybe they think are kind of the best at the moment. I know that a kitchen will also send out, well, we haven't really sold, you know, like a, like a, a shrimp dish this today. So let's send one of those out. That's okay too. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But, it was a nice tour of the menu. There's four sections to the menu, and we got a couple plates from each section, and we all took bites. There was 
we had leftovers, you okay, know? so good big bites, plates. Yeah, and I would say that I'm going to go back and order the things that we didn't get that I want. So in a weird way, it's a great teaser, like an advertising to say like, well, there are things also, these were all good. And then look, these were things you might have ordered the first time, but you didn't get to. I, it That place too, is it still the beautiful dark wood inside? It's, it is, it is not dark wood, but they, it's, uh, is it you still know, arts and crafts? Yes. It's, it's like the craftsman. It's, that's why it's a craftsman bungalow, yep. the bungalow club. And it's, so it's very warm wood, but they've painted the walls a bright white. I remember the ball, walls being darker. They were green, I think. Yeah. It was like very mm-hmm. cavey in there and it's very bright white and very fresh and clean, but the wood still shines. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, I think and pasta's like it. having a moment because uh, Bardo is still doing lots of cool pastas. Is Bardo Tenet? doing pastas? Yeah, and oh. some great ones. Okay, Tenant too. Tenant is yeah. I think a lot of people are coming back to pasta because they're making it themselves. I mean, Manello people who are buying the extruder machines, the ones that make these very cool shapes, um, that's kind of fun. But there is, um, and also I think the heritage wheat. The yes. availability of heritage wheat locally makes pasta a viable option for people who are gluten sensitive. Yeah. So Baker's our friend Molly Herman, bread. yeah, can eat pasta at Tenant because it's this very high quality heritage wheat that has a different gluten relation. Fascinating. Yeah, she can. They totally. She has actually become good friends with them and sends notes like, "So what kind? You know, do they're like, we well, got a new pasta, Molly. You know, so it's kind of huh. fun." So check that out. We're not doctors and you have to monitor your own allergic system. But if it's something that you're sensitive to and maybe not straight on allergic to, that might be a good option. Well, and if you want to give a couple, if you want to try something without going to a restaurant, Heritage Breads out in Minnetonka area. You know, John, who is the guy out there who is this amazing baker, he bakes with that Heritage wheat. And so he has, you know, that's again, this is a bread that Molly, who is gluten sensitive, can eat. And try, I mean, and it's not a gluten free bread. Huh. So if you want to give, you know, you can go out and talk to those guys, Jonathan, I think, yeah, at Heritage Breads and they will hook you up. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We are sponsored by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Red Cow's patios are all open. I walked by the St. Paul one yesterday and it was like top down, patios open. Everybody was out, people sitting with their dogs on their laps. Yeah. Um, so check them out, and we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. And we are here with our guest, Emily Paul, and she is a board member at Mill City Farmers Market, and she's been on our air before. She's also a director of programs at The Good Acre. So if there's anything happening in the produce world, you got it. Uh, Mill City Farmers Market opens today. Woohoo! Thanks for having me back, <laughs> ladies. Thanks for being here. Um, I am really excited that you're here today. So Mill City Farmers Market, I, I always think of it as like um, Brenda Langton's going to die laughing, like the veggie-centric, crunchier, um, a higher like attitude about food kind yeah. of place. Yeah. Yes, is that come from? Yeah, totally. And yeah. it's all organic, right? It's yep. still all organic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the the vendors that they have there, because of that, you can usually find uh, some different people. So, are there some new? First of all, the market's open. Market's open Correct. as and of now. Ten? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Nine a.m. Yep. Okay. Uh, so market's open, and the market is open on Saturdays and also Sundays. Correct. And you one. guys uh, have a new market that you're doing on Tuesday night at Commons Park. Can you we talk do. about that? Yeah, absolutely. So Tuesday nights, the night market um, is a great opportunity to bring in people maybe a little bit further away from where Mill City is located on a Saturday morning and engage those who are working in office buildings and wanting to get out a little early. It's from 4 to 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. 
running through the end of September. And uh, a couple cool things about the night market. We still have our produce vendors. We still have our specialty food vendors. But there's the opportunity to host your um, workplace's happy hour there. That's this is, cool. This is lit- I'm literally, my office is like two blocks away from the common. So we yeah. go there and eat food trucks, you know, during totally. the day. And totally. so we are totally feeling this night market thing. Totally. Do they have beer and wine or how does they that do. work? Yeah. So Dayblock Brewery would be the, would be pouring your beer and wine on site. Yep. You can have your beer and wine, hang out in the sunshine or sunsetting, right? Toward the end of the market. Shop around, get what you want for dinner, and head on your way home. Oh, I love that idea. It is. And it's to me, it's the ultimate reason to avoid the traffic. Totally. Like, if you're going to, there's times where I feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to get into the traffic. It's the worst. And then what can I do to not do yes. that? And That's, have my dinner ingredients kind right. of, <laughs> and maybe a beer. And maybe a beer right? while you're waiting. And then and then head on your way home. So yeah. the other th- cool thing is that um, in addition to happy hours for your business or your group of friends or, or whomever, um, you can do private farm dinners too. So the opportunity to set up a big farm table, um, I believe we can have up to 20 people. Who's yeah. going to make the food? And, uh, kind of a selection of whether it be Brenda or other yeah. chefs in the area. So Cool. Kind of cool this thing. is something you can book, right? This yes. is like a company yes. picnic kind Correct. of idea. Is Correct. it just on Tuesdays you can do this? Then? Correct. Okay, yep. just making sure. Yep, yep, yep. Totally. That's so. great. Um, yeah, so, you know, the same food vendors, many of the same, some different from Saturday morning. So I yeah. want to encourage you that if you're a Saturday morning shopper or Saturday daytime shopper, that you also come check out the Tuesday Night Market as well because we'll have a couple new vendors there. So let's talk about some of the new vendors and some of the things that you'll be able to find at your market that might be unique to you. Sure, sure. So um, we have a, we have actually over 130 farmers, food makers, and wow. vendors, um, which is pretty awesome throughout yeah. the entire market season. We have 21 new vendors this year. Which is pretty amazing. That is amazing for From, a very mature market. Because yeah, aren't you totally. guys in your like 10th year? 13th. 13th, 13th year. okay. Mm-hmm. Season, pretty cool, huh? So um, in terms of local food makers, farmers, um, it's weird to think about what's available at the market now, obviously, because <laughs> yes. two and a half weeks ago. Because we I just saw point, a daffodil. <laughs> yes, right. The first one ever, right? Um, but in terms of new food makers this year, we have Best Sellers. Um, we have Caldo Foods, which is a Harissa and Chimichurri. Have you had their Harissa? No. The Caldo Foods no, local made harissa. Uh-uh. It's incredible. So, I'm excited. So the reason I know Caldo so well is they produce their harissa yes. in, at the Good Acre Kitchen. And they That's how I think I first found it. Maker to Market program. Yep. Oh. And it's this like smoky, delicious, kind of spicy spread. Yeah. Yep. And rub it on your chicken thighs before you grill them. It's just yum. It's That's- amazing. Um, a couple others, Crunchy Granola, Double Dog Kombucha, which is an awesome kombucha. It's a yes. canned kombucha. I don't know if you've had it locally. Sonora's de Salsa, another Good Acre yes. um, food business, is a social enterprise of Latina women. So That seems to be kind of more popular that we're getting these companies that are either immigrant-based businesses or social enterprise companies. Does Mill City lend itself really to that in a way that's unique because of the sort of crunchy, higher... Higher. I, don't, I don't necessarily know if there's there's preference and priority. I think you know we really want to highlight food businesses that are source identifying their products. So okay. where are they getting their ingredients? You know, are they employing people locally? Are they sourcing from local vendors? Mm-hmm. Vendors being farmers, suppliers. Um, really, what is their connection to the local community? So okay. I think that would be a great way. Um, and Danielle and the Senors they also make an outstanding product. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a new one this year. Uh, the Tempe product. Um, which is a plant-based protein made from fermented soy. Black Can we talk about that? Bodies. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. So tempeh is, is that like tofu, kind of? Yep, it's, similar, yep. And you would cut, it's flavored, right? Correct, yep. So do you just cut it up then and eat it in like a salad? Do you fry it? What would you do you with that? You can do a lot of yeah, things with it. It's, it's pretty versatile. Yeah, it's people use it however they kind of need to mm-hmm. use it. You know, you can make a sandwich out of it. You could yep. grill it and like make a tempeh burger if I you like wanted to. I like that it's kind of flavored because tempeh itself sort of is just a flavor vehicle, right? It's and almost, fermented anything is yeah. going to pick up a little more funk, right? Yeah, and good funk. It's going to have so that fermented soy is going to have that umami, umami richness background. Kind yeah. of thing. Yum. I don't. I don't. I haven't used it like a lot, and I don't order it because yeah, it's not Same. my I don't jam. Either. So yeah. it's hard for me to be like, yeah, but I wouldn't not try it. But I know, I know, um, Ryan Billing is is the guy who started, I believe. Yep, and he uh, he, you know, people love it. So yeah. he has a following. So it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, in terms of actually just produce and farmers, what's going to be available this week? As we said, snow two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Um, ramps. This week at the market. Yes, ramps. Ramps. Awesome. Ramps. Arugula. So we have different herbs, flowers, and vegetables. Um, beets, bok choy, lettuce, kale, microgreens, nettles. Pretty nettle. Awesome, right? What do oh, you? That's like nettle pesto. Of, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. when I think of mm-hmm. nether, nettles, I think of Jennifer Nettles <laughs> from that <laughs> band. or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, feel, I remember yeah, like sugar, sugar rolling into a patch when yeah. I was 10 yeah. years old. Yeah, totally, you know? totally. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Some radishes and yes, of course, ramps. Um, some spinach, some Swiss chard, some turnips and some watercress. So Lots of good leafy stuff. Those leafy Fresh, greens yeah. that, like, you know, that are coming out in the cold weather, whether it be in a hoop house or. I want to <laughs> call out the farmer's market turnips, too, because these aren't the same as like the turnips Ooh. that you have. These winter Correct. turnips, they're like these white. They almost look like a giant radish Asian yeah. turnips. Mm-hmm. Correct. You guys to to slice your radishes like into quarters or your turnips into quarters yeah. and then just roast them in a cast iron skillet. It's a game is, changer. It's mm-hmm. delicious. And they taste like roasted potatoes, but they're vegetables. So the, there's no carbs. It's, it's amazing. Like because potatoes aren't vegetables. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they're not a starchy. They're not like, a starchy. Yeah. It's yeah. just, but it's a great side that is just offers a lot in terms of flavor, but little in terms of calorie. And, yeah. and that peppery bite. There's something, yeah, about, there's something about that. Yeah, there's something about that. Radishes change. A com- they, that is like a vegetable that completely changes upon cooking. Yeah. When you roast a radish, it's like a completely different vegetable. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Totally. I love radishes. Totally. Couple I hope Patrice things. does her radish cookbook. We have a friend that she's she's talked about doing yeah. a radish cookbook because she loves them. Mm-hmm. I think people forget you can like roast radish. They think yeah, I know because we're just and salad. Or I like, just sit there and eat them with butter and salt yeah, like all day long. So it's like hard for ever. me to actually think. I stare hey, at them a the lot oven. in my crisper. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm making tacos, I'll use them. Um, I just I feel like I stare at them a lot, and particularly when I had a farm share. Because I'd get them a lot oh. and just be like, oh, there's the radishes. So I started roasting and it's now I buy them actively to do yes. that. And because if you're just going to use them raw, like on tacos, right? Using your mandolin, shaving them really yeah. thin. Yeah. You may use half. Right? Yeah, you that, use half right. The you bunch never. Of, and that poor little other sad half just kind of Just like three away. little yeah. sad radishes. Yeah. So yeah. if you mix them with the turnips. Absolutely. absolutely. And the greens. Don't forget the greens. Yes. Poke the greens. Absolutely. Um, a couple of things for today. So Jenny Breen, who is our uh, Mill City Cooks program chef, so she's demoing most weekends. I don't want to say every single weekend. Yes, yeah. she's got to have a, a life too, right? Um, but most weekends, and this weekend she is um, going to be demoing. Gosh, in the next hour or so. So if you're listening, head down to the market um, with a spring greens risotto recipe. So Yum. all of those bitter, weird, delicious, dark leafy greens in the um, 
And we risotto. talked about you can throw into some with some risotto and some uh, cheese if that's your thing in the instant pot in Holy. like two, five, four minutes, five minutes. I don't know, not even. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna say something, and I know. then but it's it's a very quick instant pot recipe to start your and just throw them in to do greens. Yeah, you could throw them in either at the end if they're thin and like springy and yeah. light. And just stir them in. That might be oh, something. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah, right. Thought, oh, okay. Yeah, Risotto. I was like, the, the greens, I wouldn't yeah, right. maybe do it in this pot because it would take so much longer than to just boil water and throw them in and right, shock right. them. Or saute them or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I did an artichoke this week in an instant pot. I know. I have a question about that because it okay. only takes me 10 minutes in a microwave to do that. So I, I don't know if I would do 20 minutes in an instant pot. Oh, let's discuss. Yeah. All right, yeah, Emily. We'll discuss when time. you're not here. But um, we appreciate you coming in Absolutely. today. Thanks for having it's us. It's Mill yeah. City Farmers Market. It's open. And the market on Tuesdays is called just the Mill it's City the, Night Market. It's the night market from 4 to 8. Um, it's from June 5th through September 25th. So. Love it. Okay, I'm so excited it's market Good. season. I know. Thank you for being awesome. here today. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Good uh, to see you. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. We are presented by Red Cow and Red Rabbit, who's also down in that area. And you can check them out for brunch after you shop your Mill City Farmers Market. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. Hey, guess what? I know it's Cinco de Mayo today. It's also Derby Day, and we're going to talk a little bit about that kind of stuff later. But we wanted to bring back a segment that was part of um, something that we did, God, so long ago. And we just found out, uh, we just found the intro again. So we're going to start a segment. We're going to restart a segment called, wait, what was that? Wait, what? Hold up. Time now on the Weekly Dish for... Wait, what was that? Would you mind saying that again? <laughs> I haven't heard that intro in like two years now, I feel like. It was, we we had started the with the idea that we were going to kind of drill down on some things and really kind of discuss how things are made, what they're made of, maybe things that we all take for granted that we think that everybody knows, but that's not always the case. So today I wanted to talk about what was that as far as it goes with tequila, because today is a good day to talk about tequila, I feel like. But I don't, because it's not tequila, and that's the point. Oh, trickster. Trickster. So let's talk about what tequila is. Obviously, I'm going to talk a couple things to kind of let you understand that tequila is has to come from Jalisco, or Jalisco, if I'm going to say it correctly. I'm sure Melissa would, like, smack me. Okay, Jalisco. Jalisco. state. Right, the Mexican state of Jalisco. But uh, they also, Mexican law also allows tequila to be produced in certain limited areas. You know, uh, the Mijo, I'm going to say all of them wrong, so I'm not even going to tell you. But yes, there's a bunch of towns. Añejo? No, it's the Guana, Guanajuato and okay. the Mijoacan. <laughs> None of us want me <laughs> to do so this. White. Right. <laughs> so it's, there are some different areas, municipalities that you can have that. Um, just so we're understanding that all tequila, as far as with mezcal, all tequila is mezcal, but not all mezcal is tequila. Okay. It's a lot like the bourbon whiskey situation, right? So if all tequila is mezcal, tequila can only be made from the blue agave or agave tequili- tequiliana, but mezcal can be made from over 30 varieties of, ag- of agave. So okay. that's, that's kind of like champagne. It can only be made in the champagne region. The right. sparkling wine can be made right. anywhere. But like bourbon and whiskey, bourbon has to come from a 71% corn, but whiskey can come from any sort of mash bill that you that's want. Right. So that's kind of the deal. Okay, so agave that it's that it's used to make is not a cactus. It is uh it's a plant. It's what's it's basically a desert succulent. If you think about your little 
It cute doesn't it pots. look like like aloe kind of? Yeah, it's got a, the big sharp. thing is it's got a piña, which is what they roast to make the stuff. Uh, the blue agave, although this one true, the blue agave is very spiky, um, and they typically take about eight years to mature. Yeah, so that is gonna that's kind of one of those things where it's hard to you know kind of grow them. It's hard to start a tequila business, um, and the blue agave plant has only one life. That's it. Once you once it grows to maturity, you harvest it. So that it's not like it's a reproducing yeah. thing. The piñas are the hearts, and that's what they use to uh, make to roast them and then distill from it. And they're very, very heavy. They can weigh anywhere from eighty to a few hundred pounds when they're wow. mature. I know this is really big. Um, okay, so tequila is legally required to be only fifty-one percent blue agave. So it can be made. It, it does not have to be 100% agave. It's like bourbon has to be 51% corn. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of them that kind of mix toe. When you see it a mixed toe, it means it is made from different kind of things as well. Um, okay, I'm not even going to talk about the fact that your tequila bottle should not have a worm in it. Because at this point, I'm feeling like nobody should have a worm in their tequila bottles, right? But um, I forgot that was even a thing. Don't you remember, remember that Irving in the Mezcal? Cowboy? Yeah. And that gross guy who was like the villain ate the worm. Right. I know. So, but what I wanted to talk, since now we know that what tequila is and kind of, you know, some of the stuff that makes tequila, I wanted to introduce you guys to something that has just kind of been introduced to the market. It's been in the market for a little while, but it's called, it's by the Revel Spirits Company and it's called Avila. And so what this is, is it comes from a different area and it comes from a different agave, you know, a different plant. It is beautiful. It is so gorgeous. It is uh, Hector Ruiz, who is a local chef of our friends. He is uh, someone who is part of the company. And they went down to Mexico and they found these, uh, you know, they found the distillery to then help make this. And now they're importing it through Minnesota. Okay. It is more like a whiskey, you guys. It is, if you're looking for something that is so smooth and so beautiful. Yeah, this is a triple distilled reposado, by the way. Okay. Like reposado versus añejo. Those are just different. Blanco. Yep. Those are different, uh, you know, sort of, I, I don't want how to say it. It's sort of. Um, Isn't it aging? It's it's distillation. It's distillations, you know, if, yep. when you distill. Um, but they are, I'm just going to pull up a reposado sort of definition so I don't. I feel like it was the length of time that the distillation was aged. Um, he, and it takes on the color of the barrel, so. Yeah, it's uh, a tequila that has been aged in oak barrels from two to twelve months. But I don't know is like what I, I you know I know that there's numbers basically. Just in case you're paying attention, my phone is ringing and it is my daughter calling. Of course, because it's because it wouldn't be a weekly be a show, show on Saturday without if our that. children didn't call. Right. Back to the story. Okay, back to the story. So um, it's been aged, in, and I know that there's like blanco has no barrel aging whatsoever. You know, and añejo is for longer than a year. Um, so this one is beautifully, I think you need it to, it smells rummy. It, it, it's, this is, I think a tequila cause you like tequila I do, and you like, but you also like rum and you like, you haven't liked whiskey as much, but you appreciate, I'm getting, you're appreciating more it more of an appreciation for whiskey. It just has to be really the right thing. I do like Woodford reserve. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, you should. And so this one to me is one that this is a tequila you guys, or I'm sorry, an Avila that you would not 
put a lime and a whole bunch of salt on. You would drink it on the rocks. I had a margarita yesterday, just sort of in prep for today. And it was just like, I needed more salt and more stuff in it because it just was sort of meh. This is definitely a refined sipping thing that you would sit on your patio. It reminds me of... A little bit of the French gin from Jay Carver, where oh. it's kind of aged in that barrel yeah. and it's got that sort of smoky. Yeah. It's pretty delicious. It's How so much is a bottle smooth. like this? So the, I, it's just being, re- it's just sort of, it's been in the test market in Minneapolis for uh-huh. a while and it's been in California too, but the, the company just officially launched their, uh, they officially made an, a launch announcement yesterday and it is, um, I think it's like 75 bucks for that bottle. Yeah. Which is a little spendy. Yeah. But what I'm saying is this is not something you're making giant, you know, drinks out of. This is a sipper. This is right. a thing that you want to kind of sit on your patio and in front of a campfire and have a couple sips of. Yeah. It's when you're waiting for the northern lights to come out. Yeah. That's what it is. And you're sitting in Ely in your um, Adirondack chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got your little tin cup, but yes. it's got just the right the amount right of ice. Amount. Oh, <laughs> so goodness. it keeps it cold. Right. Right. So, and I mean, I think that, you know, when you think about reposados, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a different sort of, it's just a different idea. I wouldn't even think of it like reposado necessarily. They are, they are also releasing a better, like a, like another more aged one coming out soon. Yeah, I love it. Now that leads us to our question of the day, doesn't it, Stephanie? It sure does. So here's the question today. We put it on the Facebook today is, are you, since today is May 5th, both Cinco de Mayo and Derby Day, are you drinking bourbon or tequila today? And dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. we have, whoops, we have, uh, people are br- drinking. It seems like right now, um, bourbon is winning. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. It's pretty early in the morning. So perhaps the tequila will catch up as yeah. the day goes on. Maybe so. <laughs> I still believe that there's somebody said, I'm trying, but it's not pulling up, but it, somebody was saying how they, um, they, if you both are on the schedule along with Summit Beer in the yard as we plant raspberries and asparagus today. Oh, so that's the other thing is the planting is happening. Now, technically, people, you have to wait till after Mother's Day because we could still get frost, but no one is going to listen to that. Everyone is dying to get out. Yeah. The Garden Center Day is today. There's so many things going on in the next 24 hours. I know. And we will cover those seriously at the end of the show, just giving you... Well, next, in the next hour, we're going to talk a lot about what's happening. But there's... I mean, I can't even... You could just spend your entire weekend doing things. Outside. But then yeah. there's me who panics because there's so much to do. I get paralyzed and don't know what and to do. you don't do anything then? <laughs> then you just I just sort of like, ah... All right, so 651. Uh, so it's the Ask Stephanie portion yeah, coming sorry. up. Yeah, sorry. It's the Ask Stephanie portion of the show coming up. I was thinking and my brain was moving in yeah. a different direction. Uh, 651. 641-1071. How do you not you still know what? stumble over that I number? I just about did. I just about gave out my cell phone number. Okay, 651-641-1071. Give us Which a call. Which I want you all to call me, but... <laughs> 651-641-1071 is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. If you have questions about tequila, you have questions about derby, how to make a mint julep. Julia asked me yesterday a question that I'll share with you when we come back on The Weekly Dish. 651-641-1071 is the number for the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. 651-641-1071. Um, all right. So Julia from yeah, what was the and Julia had a question that she texted me yesterday. Okay. Can you make simple syrup with habanero without sugar? Wait, what? Can you make simple syrup with habanero without sugar? What happened is, is she went to a bar 
they had a really great drink that was made with a habanero simple syrup. And she was like, I want to make something like that at home. And I said, well, no, you can't. Syrup by definition is <laughs> kind of liquid sugar. But you could use honey. You could use maple syrup. Or I said you could just use the Sculvin habanero rum. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say is or she could infuse whatever it is she wants by on her own with, yes. with habanero. What she wanted was the sweetness of the drink, the spiciness and the heat of the drink without all the sugar. So I said, look, get that Sculvin habanero rum. Use that and then figure out whatever juice or mixer, those, um, what are they called? Strift, Sprift, Sprint. Oh, spray. They're I have no idea where you're going, so I'm just going to keep going. Spindrift, it's called. Oh, you mean it's like a, a can, soda can? Yeah, of grapefruit, and it's 50 calories for the entire can. So you could use the Sculvin rum. You could use the Spindrift. I told her, too, to experiment with bitters. Yeah, because that's going to give you the nose and sort of or a little tinctures. bit of the effervescence, but not with all the sugar. Yeah, so, I just yeah. think if she did honey, that that's not a. I mean, like I know it's still a sugar. It still is sugar. It's not in as your high body. on the glycemic index. Yeah, it's not as bad, and that's just to. as that's just better than because if you're looking for sweet, don't go for fake sweeteners because it's not going to do. Your body you. thinks it's the same. Yeah, it don't. It's like just go with natural sweet. If you drink a diet coke versus a coke. Your body sees that as sugar and it does the same thing. So does it? I don't 651 I'm not trying to wade into the dishing up nutrition area because I am woefully <laughs> inadequate. I just know yeah. enough to be dangerous. 651-641-1071. Somebody uh, is in Minneapolis and texted me last night that they're trying to find a brunch reservation. Four Bells was closed. Um, oh. Any idea or not closed, excuse me. Yeah, careful. Retraction. Careful. It was full. All of the Mother's Day <laughs> reservations were full. Yes. They're doing so well and that it's full. Uh, yes. I love that place. There is a lot of, there are a lot of reservations for Mother's Day that are open, but I think the hot ones are done. Like I was trying to direct uh, somebody, I won't say who because she might be listening and her husband called me and said, where should we go? Oh, cute. <laughs> I know. And I just, you know, the hard part is, is a lot of the good ones are already kind of gone. Red Cow and Red Rabbit do not take reservations and they have brunch. And so that would be a good place to go and check out all of the Red Cows are doing brunch on Mother's Day. And Red Rabbit's brunch is fabulous. They make their own sausage. They've got the hash brown waffles. Yep. Just delicious. Um, I will say for us, I don't know what you guys have planned. Do you have plans for Mother's Day? Do you know what you're doing? I'm going to be in Santa Monica. By the way, if anyone has any great places to eat in Santa Monica or Los Angeles, I've done none an ounce of planning. You haven't done a thing. I'm going there with my sister and my stepmom for Mother's Day. Please text me or tweet me at Stephanie's Dish places to eat. Um, I am going uh, going to be... I decided because, you know, my kids were like, do you want us to have brunch? Do you want to do you want to make brunch? Do you yeah. want to do dinner? Like, what do you want to do? And it's always it's always one of those things where I kind of it's nice to have people make you food for sure. Yes. But then I also kind of don't really want to go. You know, Sundays are hard for me. I'd rather just the day of rest. Yeah, I'd rather hunker down, one day off right? people. Yeah. So I decided that um, I would um, that we would all come to my house. Everyone would come over and I'm going to make them help me in the garden. And I'm going to make them like rip plants out and put plants in and do all this stuff. And my mom is coming over and we're all just going to like work on the yard for a couple hours because that's what we love to do anyway. And then we're going to go get burgers somewhere. What is fascinating about that is I know a lot of families where that's what the kids give the mom for the gift is the work of getting the garden ready. Yeah. I love that. I will say that my the thing that I want most from Matt 
is for him to come and clean the whittling that he did on the workbench in the garage from last <laughs> fall. <laughs> he whittled. He was all about like carving out of wood and whittling. And so every I still pull into my garage with my car and in front of it is just a covered in wood like shavings pile. and scrap pile. Which now you can put in your garden. I know. As well, I was like, basically, this is your job to do. So he's has That's to do that. tremendous. That's tremendous. 651-641-1071. Um, just trying to give you some other questions I that know. have come in this week. There was... Okay, here's this is what I was going to ask about. Um, All right. Oh. No. We that. have the... Um, someone looking for a potential romantic place to plan an engagement. Ooh. We have not had that question recently. No. Someone did get engaged last night at the Trampled by Turtles concert. You're kidding. No. 651-641-1071. Someone got engaged on that Jumbotron at the Twins game, too, the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Dave Simonette, the lead, he's like, I think we have a special announcement. And then people are, like, pointing. And it's like, here's the... And then he's like, well, did she say yes? And like, woo! So, what if she says no? I, I know. I do think public engagements, unless you know for sure your lady friend's going to say yes. Or your man friend. Well, I, yeah, I think I asked Kurt to marry me like Did five you? times. Yeah. Yeah, before. Just prep. Yeah. <laughs> just prep. Just prep. Just hanging out, checking out. Yeah. Um, that's so where, pretty funny. If you where were would you go? Romantic to. I mean, for me, Grand Cafe is the ultimate romantic spot. It is it pretty is, romantic. And I mean, romantic in the ways of it just feels lovely and Gold soft. Spoons, and little pink, yes, bubbly pink. glasses. It's very female romantic, but that's, I mean, isn't that kind of, yeah. you want to kind of cater to that a little bit? And I think that's a beautiful spot. I would love that. I think that's a good thing. Um, I think anything sort of also like a little, here's, I would like a late, late night kind of a thing. Like maybe at... St. Genevieve, you know, and you're having bubbles at the bar, but it's later at night and it's kind of like almost near close. So everyone's just kind of relaxing a little bit more. And that's what I would like. I would like that having someone like fish out a ring out of the bubbles bin or something, you know, that might be kind of interesting and fun. That is, that is pretty funny. I think your engagement thing, I'm just throwing this out there um, as an unmarried human now, (laughs) but that you could do, I think what would be awesome would be to have like a full day of stuff happening that has nothing to do with it. Just a really good day, you know, of like date stuff or running around shopping, whatever it is that you do that makes you happiest together. Walking at Minnehaha Falls, then you have a little lunch at Sea Salt, then you go by and have a beer at one of the new breweries, and then maybe you hop on the nice bikes. Yeah. And they, you do the things. I, I mean, a lot of people, I have a, some friends who are like, God, it was the greatest day because they went to Home Depot and they were working on their yard together and they were doing all these things. And finally, in the end, you know, he pulls out this ring out of his pocket. And it was like, that was the moment because it was a full day of perfection of just nothing, nothing that was out of the ordinary. Because let's be honest, marriage is made up of the ordinary <laughs> for the rest of your life. That's the divorce. Says woman. The divorce. Just... By the way, yesterday was the anniversary of my divorce. So I'm sort of, it's kind of funny that way. That is, yeah, you had the anniversary of your divorce yeah. of one year yeah. and I'm celebrating my 25th wedding anniversary. Right. So there's that. So we, so yeah, give us your questions. We've got them all the answers, basically. We do have all the answers. We have one question that has come up. I don't know if. 
Well, here's a quick one. I'll give you a note. Someone had asked in the, in the issue of Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, I had recommended a, um, for graduation parties. You know, a lot of people are looking for food trucks and food vendors and stuff for that. And one of the ones that I had called out was spinning wild, which is a cotton candy candy maker, you guys. It's going to be at stone arch festival too. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, It's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a couple who do it and they have this great little setup and it's spinning wild W Y L D E wild. And they have the most amazing flavors from blood orange to pink bubblegum to grape, all the crazy things. Yeah. Some super fun. And I know that I talked to the folks at El Burrito. They've still got graduation availability for their grab and go for their catered platters. Yeah. I think they even have some food truck dates. Well, they, so. yeah, they have a, their, are they only doing catering with that food truck? No. Okay. They are parking in place and doing festivals too? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, Yeah, that's a really great one. There's a lot of, and there's a lot of people who are doing, looking for interesting college graduations. There we go. Okay. Let's wrap up. All right. We'll get back to that. Yeah, I was just going to say Red River Kitchen has a tap truck with booze. So if you're doing a college graduation, think about that. Booze. Booze. We'll be right back. It's Weekly Dish.